Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ski to you all and a happy flavoring Friday to everyone, of course, presented by our friends at OG's Brands. If you haven't had a chance yet, check out the wonderful new offerings from OG's Brands, including their OG's Natural and their big OG's now available. For more information, check them out over at ogsbrands.com. Welcome into a flavoring Friday. Uh, my name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as a JD Martinez fan, uh, and I'm joined by my vice mayor and a far more reasonable journalist slash reporter slash host, uh, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Uh, Jesse, I'm not at all, at all still upset about the Diamondbacks not getting J.D. Martinez. I didn't at all lose sleep over it last night. I am not at all um, taking just brief moments to have crying fits. Uh, but again, you and other people may have convinced me that even Jock Peterson might have been a better fit here for the Arizona Diamondbacks, at least based on the projections for next year than J.D. Martinez. But we do know more now about the Jock Peterson deal. Yes, we do. Uh, the first of all, the deal did happen uh, yesterday. It wasn't. Uh, I guess. I guess the team still hasn't made it official. So yeah, I guess it's not official until the team that. says it's official. Yes, it's right. not official until the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, send us an email or tweet it out or whatever they're going to do first. But um, yeah, the, I, it it did it did in fact happen yesterday. We were kind of having to speculate on on what the terms of the deal were. Gambo had tweeted that. Uh, he thought it was a one-year deal with potentially an option on top of that. It turns out that it was a one-year deal uh, with a mutual option for 2025. Uh, people are saying this is a one-year $9.5 million deal. I would probably more describe it as a one-year $12.5 million deal. 12.5 is the total guarantee of the contracts, and uh, mutual options don't tend to get picked up all that often. Um, so I, I think, it, I think there's a pretty good chance that Jock Peterson plays one year with the Diamondbacks. Um, and, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks pay him $12.5 million altogether for that, but he is slated to make 9.5 million in 2024. The mutual option is for 14 million. It has a $3 million buyout. Uh, so yeah, theoretically this could go up to two years and 23 and a half million. If, uh, somehow both sides are interested in another year, uh, after, after, uh, the 2024 season is over. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the initial reaction there for for a lot of people was, you know, that's it. Like that that that's lower than a lot of people I think probably expected. It's lower than I expected. Um, I, it's at least lower than I expected them to essentially pay on a designated hitter. Not maybe necessarily lower than Jock Peterson. You know, I, I twenty like you said that it could be worth up to twenty you know, four, 23 and a half million. Right. Right. That's, that's not something that's super enticing unless he's worth that 14 million next year. Like you said, the mutual option is a little bit difficult because uh, again, if, if he plays well, he could probably receive more than that on top of the $3 million buyout that he's going to receive from the diamondbacks, regardless of, of if he plays for them. Uh, But you know, you also have the 14 million side of things where if he's not very good, uh, this year, uh, Diamondbacks might not want to pay him $14 million next year because that is a decent amount of money. Uh, but the hope here is that he is worth it. The hope here is that we see him return a bit to his 2022 form, which I feel honestly like he's capable of. That's the one part of this deal yeah. that really does make me feel like he 
could end up being a better option than JD Martinez, at least. We're I said it yesterday. We're going to have to wait and see uh, before we can really judge this deal. I know the initial reaction by many people seems to be either apprehensive or to not really like the deal very much, Jesse. But we did put, now that the terms were out there, we did put a poll out there to see what the people thought. And this is the result of that poll. And for the most part, it feels like people think it's a pretty good move. Uh, for the audio listeners out there, 18.8% of the votes were uh, an A. Uh, the winning vote is B, which is 51.8%. Uh, you have C at 23.7% and D or F at 5.8%. So for the most part, based on these votes, which was there, there was almost 1,200 votes, uh, th this was uh, a fairly positive move that a lot of people are, are viewing it as. I mean, even if, you, even if you're not fully on board, I think grading it a, a C is pretty fair. It's not you know, it's not a deal that a lot of people are excited about. I was watching Foul Territory. Yeah. AJ Brzezinski definitely isn't excited about the move. Uh, and he discussed why he could see Diamondbacks fans not being excited about it. But I, I, I am still waiting to see because, again, I think that this still improves the lineup. I think this team is a better team with Jock Peterson as a part of it. And there's a couple of things that may have made – you know, going after a guy like Peterson instead of some of the other options make more sense. Like a Eugenio Suarez batting now there in the middle of the lineup as well. Yeah. for this team. Yeah. I, I mean, digging into the numbers a little bit more on Jock Peterson. Uh, I wrote a story that, that went out this morning over on, on gophnx.com. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I, w I was struck by how compelling some of the underlying numbers are with Jock Peterson uh, his ex Woba in 2022, the season where he was an All Star, uh, was 367, and his ex Woba in 2023 was 366. He was basically the basically the same hitter, uh, and according to that metric, at least in the year prior, he was he was an All Star. He had 23 homers, at an OPS of almost 900. Uh, his expected OPS, which is something that you can pull from the Statcast numbers, was 846. Uh, which is a lot higher than his actual OPS of 764, uh, and he also he also uh, had a really good walk rate and strikeout rate uh, in in 2023, uh, better than he's had in in quite some time in in both of those categories. And also, uh, for what it's worth, he struck out less and walked more. Uh, than both uh, J.D. Martinez and Jorge Soler in 2023 for you know anyone kind of uh, looking at, at comparisons between those guys. So uh, again, the big thing here is that he is a platoon hitter, and I, I think we emphasized that plenty on on yesterday's show. Jock Peterson isn't going to give you much against lefties, and you know part of him being able to put up numbers like he did in 2022, and you know the underlying numbers that he did in 2023 is the fact that he's facing right-handed pitchers you know, almost 90% of the time, the Giants protected him against lefties uh, pretty heavily last year. Um, but yeah, in that role, he has a lot of value. And and once again, I mean, I think, you know, uh, fan graphs in a, in a story a few years ago said that around 72% of major league innings come from right-handed pitchers. That That is the majority of situations. That's more than, you know, more than two thirds of the time. And in those situations, Jock Peterson could very well be just as valuable for the Diamondbacks as, you know, J.D. Martinez or or Jorge Soler. Uh, and I there's just some things about Jock and getting to know him that are very positive. I think there is a lot of things that that the Diamondbacks were looking for that Peterson brings. He has a tremendous amount of experience. He played a key role, Jesse, obviously, in the Dodgers and Braves World Series runs in back-to-back -back seasons, right? And I know, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know which series there he had bigger impact on. It felt like 2021 when he went to the Braves, he was he was involved in in quite a big, you know, qu quite a few big moments, right? But 79 postseason games in his career. And and he's still not that old to have played. I think that that's I think why Jock Peterson feels like he's a hundred years old to me, Jesse. That's why I feel like he's been in the league for twenty <laughs> years. Is the man has played seventy nine postseason games. That's most than you know I, what some franchises have ever played. Like like that's crazy how many postseason yeah. games. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I feel like you could add together the postseason games of every player on the Diamondbacks roster, and I'm not even sure you would I'm not even sure you would end up at 79. Right. Uh, Peterson has a lot of postseason experience. And, you know, that's that's what happens when you play for the Dodgers for a long time. And as you say, he was with the Dodgers when they won the World Series in 2020. He was with the Braves when they won the World Series in 2021. And not only was he there, but he was quite good. Uh, like Jock Peterson, especially in 2020 for the Dodgers, was a force to be reckoned with uh, in uh, during that playoff run. Uh, you look at his numbers throughout that series. He slashed three or throughout that postseason run as a whole. He slashed 382, 432, 559 uh, throughout the entire the entire postseason run. And that's, that's when crazy. that's when Jocktober uh, was born, Derek. That's, that's right. when that's, that's when right. people were calling it Jocktober. Uh, that kind of carried over to uh, the 2021 World Series run with the Atlanta Braves, where Peterson was a, a big piece for them early on in the postseason run. His numbers yeah. kind of faded toward the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, home runs, large, right? Yeah, yeah, he had three like homers in, in his first six games uh, uh, during the during the Braves postseason run in 2021. You look at his career numbers uh, in the playoffs; he's at 256, 332, 482. Uh, so he has uh, he has plenty of postseason experience and uh, he's he's been a, a force in you know, some of the biggest situations. Could that have played a big factor here? Obviously, we know cost probably played some sort of factor here in, in you know, acquiring Peterson over potentially some of the other options. But uh, sure. I mean, it's not to say J.D. Martinez and, and Jorge Soler don't have their fair share of experience in the playoffs, especially Soler. But it does feel like if you can bring in a guy that's a little mixture of like, you know, I guess what you're getting out of vets like Madison Bumgarner and Evan Longoria. Uh, he's a little younger and, you know, a guy that can once again, just fill that positional need that they have right there. It, it feels like it's, it kind of adds up a bit as to why he was enticing for Mike Hazen to pursue. Yeah. Um, uh, defensively, another thing I'll say is as I look closer at the numbers, I was like, oh, man, yeah, you probably don't want Jock Peterson playing a, a ton of defense for you at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, he you know, he's 31 years old, which isn't which isn't that old. Uh, I guess I guess Jorge Soler is kind of in a similar position where uh, from an athleticism standpoint, that just hasn't really stuck uh, for Jock Peterson. I know we talked yesterday about how. Uh, he was like this great football player in, in high school, and he came up as a center fielder for the Dodgers. There was a time when uh, athleticism and, you know, stolen bases like that, like that was a big part of his profile. Uh, but those days are no longer Derek. Uh, Jock Peterson is a designated hitter. If you need him to, uh, you know, have the occasional spot start in a corner outfield spot, he can probably do that for you. But uh, the less time, uh, much like hitting against lefties, uh, the less time he's in there defensively, the better when it comes to, to Jock Peterson. Look, we don't all have Jesse Friedman's metabolism, okay? I'm just going to start <laughs> off with saying that. Uh, I can say, eat whatever I want, Derek. I know you I can. Won't I hate gain, you so much I won't gain it. any weight. I know. Yeah, honestly, um, I don't. Like, it's to the point where I don't even really like it because I would like to gain a little bit of weight. And it's, uh, it's, virtually, it's virtually impossible. I've basically given up at this point. You sound like someone that gets really high off of 10 milligrams of OGs. And uh, <laughs> I envy that being a guy that needs a little bit more, as has been rumored around the office. But uh, Jesse, you were also there for one of uh, Jock Peterson's biggest moments in his career, uh, at least most fun moments that he's had in his Major League Baseball career, the 2019 home run derby in Major League Baseball. You, and, and you were present for this? I was present. Yes, I was present. This was in Cleveland. Uh, this was at uh, Progressive Field. Uh, yeah, I was not there for the All-Star game, but I was there for the Futures game and the Home Run Derby. Uh, I was like doing I was doing an internship at, at that point in nearby Springfield, Illinois. And when I say nearby, I mean like eight and a half hours away. I was a crazy person <laughs> and did, did the drive so that I could attend some of the All-Star uh, festivities but yeah that home run derby was absolute insanity uh vladimir guerrero jr and uh and jock peterson i believe they went to uh like a third tiebreaker at one point they were putting on just an unbelievable show had really stolen the show in some ways if i would argue the entire uh, all-star week in cleveland that was like the best part of the whole thing uh but what was kind of anticlimactic is that neither of them won 
uh pete alonzo yeah. actually won that, <laughs> that home that. run derby yeah. it was one of those situations where like, you know, two guys wear each other out to the point where, you know, the, the guy like on the other side of the bracket is just kind of chilling. Uh, so Pete, Pete Alonzo won, won the thing when all was said and done. But Jock Peterson uh, has always had big time power and uh, and he and he still does. You know, I think looking at, at that batted ball data, it's very clear that Jock Peterson still has uh, quite a bit of raw power in his game. And obviously that's a, that's a big reason why the diamondbacks made this move. We'll, we'll keep, we'll keep showing this baseball savant page until we can't get enough of it. Jesse, just keep, just uh, forget us being on screen. Let's just, every time we talk about Jock Peterson, just put this bad boy up on screen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, his hard hit rate of 52.2%. I, I wrote this in my story. That's better than, than anyone on the diamondbacks last year. His, his barrel rate of 12.1% better than any diamondbacks hitter last year. Uh, his average exit velo of 92.1 miles per hour, better than every diamondback, I believe, except for Tommy Pham. Uh, but if you just narrow Tommy Pham down to his time with the diamondbacks, uh, then Peterson was, was better than him too. So yeah, I mean, he he is. I, I think he becomes the most formidable power hitter uh, in this lineup, pretty much instantly. There's, of course, something that's following Jock Peterson around when it comes to his uh, connection with Arizona, Jesse, and that is the the time the Dodgers celebrated in our pool and allegedly peed in it. Now. <laughs> I tried to find some sort of photographic evidence of Jock Peterson. Uh, in our pool during that celebration couldn't find it i'm not I saying mean, what year what year would that have been um 20 was it 27 because peterson didn't come up until 2014 and i want to yeah, say no 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 no. it was way after incident that with the dodgers okay okay yeah yeah it was way after that he was definitely a part of the team the year it occurred and i was present that day i was in the little uh-huh locker room i was in the visiting locker room in fact when the dodgers were celebrating clinching the national league west that's when they celebrated in the pool uh i remember a lot of people uh adrian gonzalez definitely remember matt kemp remember him spraying me in the face with champagne but i don't and i remember them getting like giddy and being excited to run out there i don't remember seeing jock peterson go out there and then i tried to find a picture of him in the pool on the internet couldn't find that either so either Jock Peterson actually didn't get in the pool and pee in it, or he cleverly scrubbed the internet before signing with the Diamondbacks of any images somehow of him being a part of that celebration. I am not saying they don't exist. I'm not a very good investigator. As you guys know, I'm not very good at most things that I do. But uh, I will say I attempted to find a picture just because for reasons of hilarity uh, to, to have on the show. Couldn't find one of him in the pool celebrating. But if you have one, uh, send it to me. DM it to me. I don't know. That's exciting. I want to see it. So, uh, no, I was go, Gabriel. No, no. And if you'd stop that clip before the rest of my explanation, I will sue you for slander or libel. I'm not sure which one. Again, I'm not an attorney. Just like I said earlier, I'm not very good at anything. So I'm definitely not good at law. But uh, Jesse, there are other reasons that, Jock Peterson kind of has a bad reputation. Uh, and and we've talked about this. Like we've talked about some of the guys on this team having a bad reputation and then coming to the Diamondbacks and fitting right in. Uh, but what 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 is one of the reasons why, especially recently, he kind of has had that bad reputation? Yeah, Jock, Jock, I wouldn't say he has a, a bad reputation, but I wouldn't say he has a good reputation either. Uh okay. his yeah, it, it, it's interesting. There, there's a story that I found from, I think it's September of last year from KNBR, uh, which I, I believe is a radio station out there in, in the Bay Area. And it goes into quite a bit of detail about Peterson's season. And, uh, you know, certainly for Giants fans, Peterson's 2023 season was kind of a bummer, right? I mean, he was making almost $20 million, as we discussed yesterday, because he accepted the qualifying offer. And at least his surface level stats, we talked about some of the underlying metrics, but his surface level stats were not at all, uh, you know, worthy of, of $20 million. He, he was not that caliber of player for the giants in, in 2023. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look at, you look at some of what was written here. Um, it is clear that there were questions, at least among media members. And I'm sure many fans as well about the shape that Jock Peterson 
was in. Uh, he apparently had shown up to spring training in in very good shape in 2023, and kind of throughout the season, he progressively his conditioning at least appeared to get worse and worse as the season wore on. At least that's the way that this writer uh, perceived the situation. Um, and Peterson kind of admitted it in in some ways. I mean, he basically said that you know I'm I'm doing a lot of the working out and whatnot in the off season, and when the season starts, I'm focused more on baseball matters. And so, you know, you're not necessarily going to maintain all of that through the season, which I understand on some level for sure. It doesn't seem ideal. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't want all of your players to be getting in progressively worse shape as the season goes on. Obviously, you know, your workout regimen is is going to change when you're when you're playing a whole bunch of baseball games. But um, yeah, you know, there are stories of of him like I don't know smoking cigars, like you know when other guys are are doing bad. Like there, there's there's just, there's some interesting stuff here. I, I'm not I wouldn't read too much into it necessarily. Uh, there are some players that were interviewed here. Some of his teammates, Alex Wood, a longtime teammate of his, uh, said some positive things about Jock and how you know he really wants to win. Um, but yeah, Jock Peterson is not like. I think the Diamondbacks in particular just have a lot of players who are just so clearly universally loved and work hard. And, you know, there there aren't really any questions to even be asked there. Jock Peterson isn't really one of those guys. Uh, I don't want to overstate that. I don't want to make it sound like he's, you know, a, a, a cancer for the clubhouse or anything. I, I think that would be kind of ridiculous at this point. But there are some some questions to be asked and, you know, certainly some things to monitor as the 2024 season goes on. I will say that uh actually let me ask you this have you been to fisherman's wharf jesse um yeah i think i've been to fisherman's wharf yeah it's like have you eaten at fisherman's wharf um i mean isn't isn't fisherman's wharf like the like the largest tourist trap in in north america right like like everything is like 47 dollars or something for a side dish or whatever the man's making twenty million dollars a year. Do you think? Do you think price uh, money is an object when you're making twenty? Well, million we're, sure. If we're talking about Jock Peterson, then yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure. I'm that, just connecting uh, the money dots. Is, money they, is they, no Ghirardelli's has a chocolate factory right out front. Like, what are we doing here? That's that's ridiculous <laughs> to expect anybody to stay oh, in shape gosh. in that environment. But um, no, I will also say, like, I, you know, it 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 does become a thing at times where you know, especially with baseball being the kind of sport that it is you you don't need to stay in the same conditioning as much as you just need to kind of stay healthy because you play baseball almost every single day so it's not like you're not going out there and working out it's not like you're not going out there and doing drills yeah. and running and just doing some stuff every single day but you know part of it is trying to make it all 162 games so it's understandable for a guy to come you know into spring training in in really good shape and not necessarily maintain that shape throughout the year it's also disappointing when a guy you're paying 20 million dollars to doesn't live up to the expectations regardless of the shape that he's in right and yeah i mean maybe some of those things that are funny and kind of quirky when you're younger aren't so cool when you're a little bit older and people are questioning your commitment to the game like smoking cigars and kind of being that kind of guy uh but you know, again, this is a different culture here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think one thing that Tori Lovello is very good about is not only, you know, having kind of a commitment to all of the players being in the same mindset, but, you know, being a good coach or manager that adapts a guy like that to the system. I think that, you know, you come in here to a team that just was this close to winning a World Series uh, and and if if you're signing here, you have to be doing it because you want to be a part of a competitive, fun team. I'm sure there's lots of places that Jock Peterson probably could have signed for this amount of money. I'm not, you know, it's, it's not like this Maybe. was his only I option. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it still remains to be seen what the market is for Solaire, which most likely now will go to Toronto based on the earlier reports and, and where J.D. Martinez lands. But there is a possibility we see those guys get – similar money and and that right there might you know reignite this whole i uh, you know anger that we didn't get them right for now though i i think that you know it, when with spring training right around the corner we will get a chance to see how jock peterson comes into spring training how he you know yeah. the effort that he puts out there and and his commitment to this team 
this team is a connected team, Jesse. I'm not sure if you've seen the t-shirts or heard the speech, but this is a connected team. So you, you got to be part of it. You got to be part of the, of the thing that they're building here. And I refuse to believe that Mike Hazen would acquire a guy like this. If he didn't think that the, the right, that guy had the right mindset and that guy was going to yeah, buy in sure. to what Tori Lavello is doing here. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think as far as the conditioning stuff goes, the reality is that, I mean, I don't want to say conditioning doesn't matter for a designated hitter, but it's certainly not that not as important as for other guys. Right. Give me my big uh, fellas. Give according, me my big according, fellas, <laughs> according to this story, a jock had, I think had made some comments after the 2022 season about wanting to come back and, um, you know, be in better shape to play defense in 2023. And that did not happen. His his defensive Obviously. metrics in 2023, I believe, were worse. Uh, the Giants basically got to the point of, you know, very much trying to shield him from playing any defense at all. So, yeah, in that sense, it's, it's a bad thing. Like, you know, if if uh, if you want Jock Peterson to be able to play a viable, you know, left field or right field for you, you, you want him to be able to, you know, really make it a point to kind of maintain uh, his shape throughout the year and whatnot. But now Jock Peterson is entering this kind of final stage in his career where he's, he's there to hit dingers, right? Like Jock Peterson is in the lineup to hit right-handed pitching. That is, that is the reason that the Diamondbacks made this move. And, uh, you know, again, I don't want to say conditioning doesn't matter whatsoever in that, uh, but we, we've seen some people not necessarily in the best shape who could, you know, who could still hit their, uh, their fair share of, of home runs. And I don't think Jock Peterson was in like egregiously bad shape or anything by the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it's it's necessarily a huge issue given where his game is at this stage in his career. I'm fairly certain every time I talk about taking pre-workout supplement on this show, one person in the comments asks if I actually work out. So I get it. Um, you know, the work you put in in the gym doesn't always <laughs> translate over into the body shape. But uh, also, I, I for one, I welcome our big meaty man. Uh, I think that he can stay <laughs> as big and meaty as he wants to if he's going to smack dingers around here. So let's go. Big, meaty men slapping meat. Anyway, uh, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel uh, on a Friday afternoon. We always love you guys being here. Uh, we are still not in studio thanks to the Coyotes crew lighting the building on fire. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who started the fire, but I know who didn't start the fire. We, we didn't start the fire, right? We were, we were free of guilt. We were at putting world having a good time. And there's a song that probably uh, covers that, but uh, <laughs> I do appreciate you guys being here. If you have not subscribed to the PHNX sports YouTube channel yet, make sure to do so now sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live uh, and leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate those likes. If you're listening on the audio side, we love you guys too. Our listeners uh, are, are beautiful. And of course, if you have not uh, subscribed over there, make sure to subscribe on your favorite audio app uh, leave us a review we always appreciate those five-star reviews uh of course we uh we can't do it without our friends over at empire today uh they installed some beautiful flooring in our studio which hopefully we will get to see again i don't know if we will jesse there's no is it safe derek is it okay oh it's totally safe jesse it's totally safe but apparently there's some 30 year old part that nobody can find that we need in order to fix our electricity right see the hassle that you go through when you don't use people that you can trust like the people at empire today the empire today isn't going anywhere jesse if you have any problems with your flooring you know you can call them and it's not gonna they're not gonna have to fabricate new parts uh in order for your flooring to work they will come out they they have a <laughs> warranty program they service their own warranties uh and more importantly uh they'll let you shop for your flooring at home so if you do want to take a look at how those floors will look in your space they do have a virtual floor designer which will let you kind of see how uh whatever flooring you pick out looks in whatever space forget having people come out and bring you samples just do it all online today you can schedule a free in-home estimate uh and that will get them to come out give you some measurements tell you how much it's going to cost all listeners can receive 350 dollars off uh when they do use the promo code phnx restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash phnx for details uh and i would ask damon how he's done on his bets but i guess i should more ask jesse jesse how have you done on damon's bets pretty good yeah i'm doing great i'm trying yeah. to keep damon from 
for messing up. You know? He doesn't listen to you a little, enough. A little, he really, a little hit or miss. He listens yeah. to me sometimes, but yeah. I think we're starting to build trust because of the recent success that I've had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Derek. The bets show might be mine in a matter of a few weeks if if Damon doesn't prove that you know he can kind of get it together a little bit. So you're very you're you're insubordinate, Jesse. You want to come from my mayorship? You want to take Damon's show? <laughs> I don't I don't like this side of you, but I've tried to warn people that <laughs> this, this guy just wants to see the world burn. This guy. He just wants power in his hands. It's all he cares about. Oh, man. Anyway, thank you for your bets. And when I say that, I mean, Jesse, of course, you can uh, win some money if you listen to Damon, if you listen to Jesse and go download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Now, of course, uh, with your first deposit of just $5 and using our bonus code of PHNX, you can get $158 in bonus bets instantly uh, in honor of Super Bowl 58. So all you got to do is sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code phnx as our guy eric would say the best letters in the entire alphabet place your first bet mgm sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application for at least five dollars that's it you will receive 158 dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to damon talk about the disclaimer Promo code 100 Gambler available in the U.S. Call 
but you know, are probably not major factors on the roster anymore. I know Gary Sanchez is a name on a lot of people's minds as far as catchers go, right? But I know we have a couple other names that we um, have discussed, maybe some other players out there at those positions that might not only add some depth, but maybe someone that could also, you know, potentially DH. Maybe if they do get Gary Sanchez, maybe that, that would allow Gabby Moreno to DH, uh, you know, at some sometimes and keep his bat in the lineup, you know, uh, but the the question that people are asking right now, and we we kind of passed this up in our first segment, is obviously a corresponding move is needed for Jock Peterson to be added to the roster. It's the reason right now we 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 haven't heard about this being official. We're still pending whatever that corresponding roster move is. Is there any chance that I mean the Diamondbacks could still package a trade together to make that roster? available like that roster spot available or or what do you think that ultimately yeah. they're going to do there with that yeah i think it's possible i mean i think we kind of speculated in in this same way when the lordis guriel jr signing was taking quite a while to be made official we kind of wondered right. like is there is there a trade happening here is that the diamondbacks you know trying to avoid just losing someone off the 40 man and you know maybe maybe getting something back in return uh that could be happening i i don't know um but yeah, the Diamondbacks do have to make a, a corresponding 40-man roster move. They wound up uh, moving on from Diego Castillo in order to bring Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in. They're going to have to make another another tough decision here, theoretically. They're, as we discussed back then, the Diamondbacks aren't really... Uh, they're, they're in kind of a different phase now where you know it kind of hurts a little bit more to be uh, losing these guys off your 40-man off your roster, yeah. I think. But everyone on the forty man at this point is 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 there for a reason, and you know could reasonably see some some kind of a role in in twenty twenty four or you know or beyond. Uh, but yeah, there's there's certainly some kind of move uh, coming in order to in order to clear the space. Um, I think a trade is possible. You know whether it whether it happens in order to clear this forty man spot or it happens a little bit later in the off season. As, as we talked about yesterday, the D backs have a lot of depth pieces that they can't really use right now. Uh, they could use a trade to kind of try to flip some of the pieces that they can't use or that they're overstocked in to try to bring in, you know, one or two pieces that maybe, maybe would make more sense for them. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see how this plays out. Uh, known baseball GM Elise says, I would think a package, even if it's just for some minor league depth. Um, and then she sure. says but better than DFA for nothing, even if value isn't super high. And that's, that's definitely the truth that there's, some way that they can do something instead of just losing some of these guys. It just depends on the value. Right. And, and we don't know what a trade value. Uh, we don't know what a package would look like. We don't know what players would be a part of it, but we do know guys that are free agents and there are some players out there that could fit this role that Gambo is kind of discussing the diamondback seeking. Or, or there are some guys that I have on my list who really don't fit any of the buckets that Gambo is talking about. But I'm also like, well, hey, he sort of makes sense. Why don't we talk about him? <laughs> uh, so I'll start with a few of those guys. Um, none of none of these guys are are you know shortstops or catchers or relievers. So I sure. you know based on Gambo's report, I don't necessarily expect these things to happen. But in my opinion, they at least would would make sense on paper. Uh, Randall Grishik is is one guy um a right-handed hitting outfielder who really uh does some serious damage against lefties i think he had a 995 ops against lefties last year um he is someone who can play center field he doesn't necessarily grade out well there but he can play all three outfield positions i guess the biggest hang up with grishik is that uh, he was claimed off waivers by the angels toward the end of the year and uh, he had a 120 ops plus with the rockies and then he had an 80 OPS plus with the angels down the stretch. So, uh, didn't exactly, didn't exactly end the season on a high note, but he has a long track record of hitting lefties well, and he would be kind of that right-handed hitting fourth outfielder type that, that we discussed yesterday. Uh, what about Robbie Grossman? Robbie Grossman, man, the man hit third for the Texas Rangers at the start of their run to the world series, which right. still blows my mind. Um, they eventually kind of ditched it in Robbie Grossman. I think, I think he like pinch hit once or something in the world series. He wasn't uh, really a factor for, for most of the rest of the postseason after he struggled early on. Uh, but yeah, Robbie Grossman is a guy who also has a history 
of really destroying left-handed pitching. He slashed 309, 416, 536 against lefties in 2023. Doesn't really hit righties much at all. Um, Although he, I mean, he is a switch hitter, but it, it's sort of a situation where you, you really only want him facing facing lefties if, if you can make that happen. Um, he never really swings the bat, which is uh, possibly my favorite thing about Robbie Grossman. He, he never chases pitches out of the zone, um, and yet he still strikes out like a decent amount, I suspect, because he's just taking like a lot of called strikes. <laughs> right, uh, he's, right. A, he's a relatively <laughs> passive hitter, uh, but he managed to still do some damage against lefties in, in 2023. Uh, I think I think he could make some sense. His defense at this stage in his career is not particularly good. He's, he'd be sort of Jock Peterson-esque in that he's an outfielder who you probably don't want to see in the outfield. Uh, so I'm not really sure it would make sense to have two of those guys on on the same roster. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I necessarily feel all that confident about that one. A couple other guys that I have, uh, CJ Crone uh, as a first baseman. Uh, of course, the... Uh, the brother of former Diamondback Kevin Crone, who people might might remember from uh, back in the days, uh, been with the Rockies for a while. Kind of a similar story as Grishik, where uh, he was let go by the Rockies, found his way to the Angels, and was pretty terrible once he arrived uh, with the Angels. Uh, it feels like every play that the Angels claimed off waivers down the stretch just was was miserable. Uh, toward the end of the season, he had a 5.19 OPS uh, once once he was brought in by by the Angels, but. On the whole, for 2023, he hit 248, 295, 434. Uh, you know, has a decent track record of hitting left-handed pitching. Not necessarily a, a super exciting option on paper, but someone who you know, I guess, could back up Christian Walker at first base uh, and hit lefties a little bit. Um, and then my last one in this first category, Garrett Cooper, someone who kind of fits in a similar category as a first baseman. Uh, you know, could also uh, take some DH at bats against lefties. Uh, you know, kind of a, a nice platoon setup there with Jock Peterson. Uh, Garrett Cooper was actually a pretty good hitter uh, just uh, just a few years ago. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, if you look at his numbers in 2023, a bit of a down season by his standards. Uh, he did hit 17 homers with with 61 RBI. But at this stage in his career, um, he's he's not exactly the the player he once was. Uh, but again, he's got you know an ability to hit left-handed pitching and could slot in, in nicely in some capacity for the Diamondbacks. Uh, there's a lot of discussion in the chat about Tim Anderson, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also an, an idea being floated out there uh, that I hate. Uh, Tim here says Tim Anderson could be a huge bounce back candidate, doesn't strike out, fantastic base runner, could back up third base, shortstop, and second base, high average guy, minor downside, weak jaw as we all saw um also gabriel brought up aj pollock and i hate that idea more than i hate <laughs> most things in life i hate that more than i hate traffic i hate that more than i hate having to get a new driver's license after losing my wallet i i, I hate that idea aj pollock is like the anti jd martinez he's a former wow. diamondback that was here that has had some success elsewhere, but I couldn't want him back on this team any less, right? And I, again, much like J.D. Martinez, it's my heart getting in the way here. You said very mean things about us, and we don't want you back. Not now, not never, right? And so that's the way I feel, but I'm sure there's more rational thoughts uh, behind other people maybe wanting him to come back. Uh, speaking of potential uh targets jesse <laughs> let's bring back nick ahmed for shortstop if we're looking for shortstops who says no <laughs> yeah i mean uh gambo mentioned shortstop and i mean i presumably they'd want someone who bats right-handed there aren't a whole lot of those out there nick ahmed is one of them i don't think the diamondbacks are going to bring nick ahmed back um but yeah the By options the way, is did, short did we did we ever discuss on this show the fact that jordan lawler is projected to have the fourth highest war on this team in 2024 according to zips uh that computer system is broken jesse it's broken over there i'm telling is that you. true for i mean i guess That's... maybe among among position players is that what it is yeah, it's among position players, correct? Yeah, um, not great. I don't like that at all. Anyway, uh, but actually, maybe it is great. Maybe it's great. I, mean, I, think I, don't you, know. I think you should like that very much. <laughs> I guess I should like that anymore because there's our shortstop answer right there, potentially, if that's the case. But uh, what about some other more reasonable options, uh, potentially? 
Yeah, there's there's a few short stops. Uh, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm all that compelled by any of these. But Gambo mentioned short stops. So we're looking are these, at short are, stops. When you're looking at these, are you looking at guys that could fill that DH role as well as filling like that backup role, or or what? I what mean, do you think? I mean, do you like do you want do you want Elvis Andrews like as your platoon no. partner with Jock Peterson in the DH oh. slot? Probably maybe, not. So. Maybe in 2016. I don't. When? When would that have been? <laughs> maybe that. Even then, I'm not. Even then, I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, looking at some of these options here, uh, Elvis Hunters is one of them. He's 35 years old. He just passed the 2,000 hit mark. Uh, uh, shouts out to him for uh, for pulling that off and having what has really been a, a pretty remarkable career. He stuck around for a long time. Still grades out well defensively. Uh, you know, a strong veteran presence in the clubhouse for sure. I, I don't really see uh, this happening. I, I don't really understand exactly why the Diamondbacks would want to do this. The whole shortstop thing in general, I guess, is is slightly confusing for me. I mean, the team already has Jordan Lawler. They already have Kevin Newman. They already have Blaze Alexander in the system yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I guess if you just, I guess if you don't want to be forced to have Jordan Lawler, and you you know maybe you're not totally sure if Blaze Alexander is ready at this point. Um, and Kevin Newman, you know, like he's there to try out, but you don't want to count on him. I guess it's maybe helpful to have, you know, one more guy in, in camp who can play shortstop. Uh, Elvis Andrews is probably going to sign a major league deal. So I'm not sure the Diamondbacks would really want to spend real money on on yeah. someone like him. Uh, a couple other names real quick. Uh, Kike Hernandez, someone that Diamondbacks fans are very familiar with, as long as we're talking about uh, longtime Dodgers, uh, you know, coming coming to Arizona uh, Kike Hernandez was traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers uh, midway through the 2023 season. And as tends to be the case, he was much better with LA the moment that he arrived there. Uh, he had like a low 700s OPS. It, it wasn't anything fantastic, but he's generally hit lefties fairly well. Uh, he played a lot of shortstop in 2023. I don't know if you really want him playing that much shortstop, but he has some defensive flexibility, he can play the outfield a little bit. Um, I, I guess he could be someone that the Diamondbacks look at after what was really a pretty severe down season for him. Uh, the last one I have in the shortstop category, uh, Aldoberto Mondesi, um, who uh, came up with the Kansas City Royals, I think played, uh, it was like 19 years old and came up and contributed to, to their World Series run uh, a number of years back. A pretty exciting player in his first few years in the majors. Still only 28 years old. Uh, but he missed all of the 2023 season uh, with the Boston Red Sox. He's missed really a ton of time with injuries over the last few years. So his development is just just kind of stalled out. Um, I imagine that could be potentially a, a minor league deal situation where where the Diamondbacks could you know bring him into the fold and, and kind of see what he has to offer. Um, but again, I'm, I don't I don't really understand the the purpose of of any of these guys. If if I'm being honest, uh, sure, yeah. So yeah, but that's that's about uh, that's about all I got as far as uh, shortstops are concerned. <laughs> that's all we got, I guess. Well, and then <laughs> when speaking of all we got, if we're talking about catchers, there aren't a lot left according to roster resource. Jesse, I see five, Gar four, five: Gary Sanchez, Manny Pena, Yasmani Grandal, Kurt Casale, and Cam Gallagher are the only catchers left as free agents. Period. So if the Diamondbacks do upgrade. At catcher, it needs to be one of those guys or a trade, right? If they're gonna, I mean, they they yeah. they have a, quite a few options for backup catcher right now. Uh, as we had on this show, Tucker Barnhart was, is one of those options, but we don't know if the Diamondbacks are pursuing something further. Based on Gambo just tweeting this out, this feels like a more recent kind of thing that they are still in the market for a catcher. Yeah, um, I, I guess they maybe just want to add one more guy to the mix here. You've got Barnhart, you've got Jose Herrera, of course, the the incumbent as as the backup catcher. Maybe you just want you know one more guy to add to that mix. Uh, as you mentioned, there are there are some other names in there. Ronaldo Hernandez, someone the Diamondbacks added on a minor league deal. He hasn't played in the majors yet, so I don't really view him as being a strong candidate for that backup role. But I guess it I guess it could be possible. Um, and then you also have Adrian Del Castillo, who made the jump to AAA in 2023 right. and could maybe get a look for that role. But again, I mean, Gabby Moreno is super young. Do you really want to pair him with, you know, a catcher who hasn't played in the majors yet? Yeah. I, I don't I don't really uh, yeah. I don't really see the fit there either. It's, so, yeah, you know, maybe you're maybe you're looking at bringing in, you know, Manny Pena or 
uh, Kurt Casale or, or whomever is, you know, one one more guy to, to add to that mix. I, I want a veteran paired with Gabby. That's what I would want. I would sure. want somebody that Gabby could potentially learn from and and, you know, become a better defensive catcher behind the plate learn how to like he's already very good at all of these things but you know right now to get those little tips and pointers to be able to pick someone's brain i I feel like it would be invaluable for him and again that's uh tim brings it up gary sanchez or bust gary sanchez just feels like a very (laughs) good addition here uh but i i feel like again this might be uh, a little maybe maybe cost too much uh for the diamondbacks I just don't know if I see the Diamondbacks making another, like signing another player to a guaranteed major league contract. Uh, I'll be curious to hear more from Mike Hazen whenever he talks after this Jock Peterson deal is made official. But, you know, just based on that tweet that we saw from Gambo, again, you're talking about adding depth to the bullpen, depth to the catching position, you know, depth at shortstop. You're not looking for, you're clearly not looking for a starter at shortstop or catcher. I don't think the Diamondbacks are looking for like a back-end reliever. It feels like they've entered the part of the offseason where you're making moves on the margins. And Gary Sanchez, uh, yeah, you know, not he's not necessarily a frontline catcher. I could maybe see him taking a backup role, but you're certainly having to give Gary Sanchez a major league contract uh, after the season that he had in 2023. Well, while it might feel like the market is moving slow, we have a little bit more of a discussion on why it's not moving nearly as slow as it as it was in the past. There's been a few years where this free agency market has has done this exact thing, and uh, it's not a huge surprise. I think it's just a comparison to last year. It felt like things went a little faster. Last year was different, though. Last year was kind of like our first year of being back uh, to normal for, for an offseason, and I, I just felt like it was different than – you know, uh, this year where it it did feel like there were a couple of things holding up teams, but we'll talk about that. Uh, the relievers, by the way, I know he brought up a bullpen guy too many. It's the, it's the opposite of of catchers, Jesse. There's too many to even start trying to figure out what range, where, where are we at? Because there's so many left of, of, are they going for a, a top end bullpen guy? Are they going for someone in the middle? Like we still have no idea what their budget is and we have no idea how much money they have left to spend this particular season. Also there's the way that they could structure deals because Madison Bumgarner's contract will be, uh, will fall off their, their books next off season. So if they right. do bring in a guy, it's not to say that they couldn't do a multi-year deal where they uh, make a little less this year and it's kind of structured to second or third year end of a deal. But uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a lot of guys left that are really worthy of a contract that long or if the Diamondbacks want to commit that kind of money to a bullpen. Yeah. Guy, considering, you know, don't we, we don't know how they would fit in right now. Yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if the D-backs add. I mean, I guess I could maybe see a reliever on a major league contract. Um, but uh, yeah, again, you're not looking at, you're not looking at, you know, someone to pitch the seventh or eighth inning or whatever. I, I, yeah. I would be pretty surprised if that happened. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think it is in my mind, the most likely outcome there is that it's, it's minor league deals. You know, I think back to the D backs getting uh jury's familia last year and, you know, he was in pretty good, seemed to be in pretty good position to make the team in spring training that of course didn't wind up happening, but you know, someone like that, like a, a veteran who yeah. could come in and maybe earn themselves a role with, you know, with a strong with a strong spring performance. Well, you can be out there at Chase Field watching baseball games all season long. And a great way to get your tickets last minute is through our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. So when you feel like you're missing out, don't. Don't experience that FOMO. Get your tickets at the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And it is that for a reason. It's a very aesthetically pleasing, easy to use app, and you will get the best deals on last minute tickets through game time. Of course, you can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Right now, download the app, create an account, and you can use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, course don't miss out it's not just sporting events shows concerts anything you want to go to they have your last minute tickets uh, and of course fill up at, a, at circle k near you because of course there is a circle k near you everywhere here in the valley circuit circle k is everywhere uh, and of course you can get down on their inner circle membership program for free 
by downloading the Circle K app today. Uh, terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. But if you do join their Inner Circle program, you will get 25 cents off per gallon on your first five Phillips. You also save three cents off per gallon every day after that. Uh, and of course, there's all sorts of other fun freebies in the app, uh, including free prizes, snacks. Uh, they got a buy five, get sixth one free on pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks, and so much more. So stop by Circle K today. Of course, we thank you guys for being diehard members, those of you that are diehard members uh and speaking of which jesse and i have a very fun uh diehard discussion tonight going on over at the discord so do not miss that uh i still don't know how to run things at the discord so we'll see if, <laughs> if we can figure it out but either way jesse will be on there uh, jesse and i will be on there talking to you guys and it's one of the one amazing benefits you get for being a diehard of course you get yourself a free shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Get access to all of Jesse's content. You get access to that Discord lounge. So much more, including uh, discounts on our events and, of course, uh, discounts with our partners as well. So sign up today over at gophnx.com and become part of our diehard family. Uh, Jesse, we're talking about the MLB offseason moving so slowly. Uh, it's been blamed on a number of factors. I blamed it on the Otani sweepstakes. Uh, I felt like Shohei Otani... And where he was going to land kind of held things up a bit. There was also kind of those international stars as well coming over from Japan and Korea uh, that were some big names that were getting some big contracts. And it felt like it was almost like a residual thing where, uh, you know, once the big names were going to going to start dropping, we were going to see all these guys signing places. But uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. And, and we still have a lot of players unsigned. Uh, one thing we've talked about, we've heard about is like financial uncertainty in markets where Bally Sports is still the regional sports uh, network uh, is part of the reasons why some of those teams haven't really been spending. But it's really not that uncommon, according to an article from Jeff Passan over at ESPN, uh, and in fact, has been worse in the past. Uh, in 2018, yeah. MLB teams had spent less than $700 million combined on free agency prior to january 25th uh and that, the dodgers did that in in one the, afternoon and right? one guy in one guy <laughs> yeah the dodgers did that one guy well i don't know is it does two billion dollars a year really count i don't know how that works anymore but um, <laughs> was it the present the present day value i don't know <laughs> yeah well, exactly how are they deferring the payments back then in 2018 um 51 players did sign deals between today's or yesterday's date essentially and opening day and every single one of them was one-year contracts. You compare that to last year, uh, less than half of that, uh, less than half that number was available. There were 25 players last year available or, or that signed essentially from January 25th through opening day. Uh, but of course, Jesse, there's one common theme here. And that common theme is, is that the top four unsigned free agents were all Scott Boris clients back then. And today <laughs> in 2024, all four of the unsigned top free agents are all Scott Boris clients now. Yeah, surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, it leads to one conclusion, Jesse. Uh, Scott Boris what is, must what be is stopped. The... He must ah, be stopped. Okay. This man must be stopped, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I... Think, I... But, players love him i imagine if, if scott boris is your agent you love this man he's the greatest thing to ever happen to you uh and if you're anybody else he's kind of a villain yeah i feel like i'm i guess scott is maybe kind of showing us the way that he feels with with how things have transpired so far i feel like agents have maybe a perception at least in some cases that the longer they wait uh, the more leverage they get, like teams are, you know, teams are yes. eventually like, all right, we need to start, like we need to figure out what we're doing. You know, uh, spring training is right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers, you know, it's happening in a couple of weeks. We got to, we got to start making moves here. Uh, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if it necessarily plays out that way. Cause I could all, I could also see the flip side where, you know, if, if as an agent, you kind of wait too long and then, you know, if other teams have, have gone elsewhere, then maybe you've kind of lost your leverage at that point. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's, that hasn't point. really been the case uh, this offseason because teams haven't really pivoted elsewhere because teams aren't pivoting anywhere. There's just nothing happening in general except for the yeah. Diamondbacks. They're, you know, certainly have been one of the more active teams in, uh, in the game. So, yeah, I, I don't fully understand why things uh, have been the way that they have. But, uh, yeah, Jeff, in that story over at ESPN, did a good job kind of keeping these in perspective. And yeah, back in 2018, the, the story was was actually worse than, than where we are right now. 
I know you've never been in a fight with your spouse, Jesse, but sometimes it's it's really it's a battle of attrition and who can give up first. And uh, if if your players are on board with potentially threatening to like not play during the season, you know, and just wait for someone to eventually have a need because of injury or something like that, uh, you know, that pressure might still be there, even if the other suitors have moved on and found other free agents for them to pursue or you know whatever they did to fill those roles that they need on their teams but yeah i do feel like once again uh, another analogy is is my is my black friday analogy right you're a team you had money to spend you missed out on this guy you missed out on that guy you you even maybe you even tried to figure out a way to budget for otani and you couldn't but then you decided like at least we could get a couple of other guys that won't cost us as much and then you walk away with nothing you have to get to a point where you're yeah. just like we have to do something to improve this team and i don't even care at this point how much it costs because you know there there there's this obligation to on a front office on an ownership to make a team better it's the reason why even though sometimes it doesn't make sense teams still do it because you kind of have to you can't just go out there and say hey our team kind of sucks this year so we don't want to waste money on a free agent that really isn't going to win us that many more games so let's just wait until next year and then we're gonna like have this like a little bit more money and we're, we'll try to put a run together people will hate you for that even if it sounds like a very reasonable <laughs> plan and in most cases it's probably what more sports teams should do more sports teams shouldn't go out there and do what you know, like the Rockies did with Chris Bryant and pay one guy a ton of money and expect that to have impacted your team and and still finish dead last in your division, right? Uh, it just, it doesn't always make sense to give a guy all of that money. You just still have to make it look in some way like you're trying to make your team a competitive team, a better team in some way. If you're yeah. not, you're not doing your job. Even, <laughs> even if you're not actually improving your team, you still have to make it look like to fans that you are, right? So- uh, but I feel I mean, like if, if I were like if I were a front office executive right now, I would be like massively stressed out because I have yeah. like not very much time and probably a lot yeah. of items still on my to do list. I understand the the irony here, given that I am the renowned uh, procrastinating Christmas shopper. Uh, somehow that that uh, yeah. that pressure is good. That pressure helps me. Um, but it's also different in baseball because you're having to negotiate on things, right? Like when I'm yeah. doing my Christmas shopping, I know what things cost. I know what I can get, what I can afford sure. and whatnot. Uh, whereas here, I mean, these are all fluid situations. You don't know how the markets are going to turn out on any of these guys. Sure. And with how many guys are still out there, I know this isn't that strong of a free agent class and the trade market seems basically broken at this point because all of the asking prices are entirely too high. Uh, but yeah, you probably still have, if you're a front office executive, especially of a contending team, you probably still have some holes that you're looking to fill. And, um, you know, this is something I talked with, uh, with Mike Hazen about, uh, I think this was at the, the winter meetings, um, not this past year, but, but the year before that, like the order that you do things in matters, uh, right? Like yeah. if, if you're, yeah. if you're able to get, you know, if you fill this need before this other need, then you know, it might cut down on what kind of money you have available to fill that need. Like the order here does, does very much matter. And at this point, if you're a front office executive, you might be in a position where you're just going to have to start like rattling off these moves pretty rapidly. And it might not, you might not be able to make it happen in, in, you know, kind of as logical um, and as, you know, as nice of a flow as, as you probably would have liked. Yeah. Well, if you are concerned about your money and your finances, you need to look to our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted credit union, uh, dedicated to creating exceptional service experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. You can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. And when you open a free checking account online right now, you'll get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Well, that's all we got. We hope you guys have a wonderful Friday and we actually have a little more for you. So if you are a diehard, make sure to join us tonight at 5 p.m. in the Discord. We'll have more on jock peterson we'll have more on uh this slow moving free agency and whatever else you guys want to talk about uh, i believe so that is during the uh during mlb networks unveiling of the top 100 prospects if i'm not mistaken oh we'll have that to so, talk about um, too for sure so we'll be able to talk about that yeah baseball america as we talked about the other day only had jordan lawler he was the only diamondbacks prospect on their top 100 uh so yeah come come hang out with us live and 
uh, see if the Diamondbacks have have more than more than just Jordan Lawler over at uh, MLB Pipeline. Another great thing to check out, by the way, is our friends at Samboros. I will be out there tomorrow, by the way, Jesse, because they are having their grand opening party at their uh, Norterra selection. It's up here at I-17 and Joe Max, and I can't wait for that. Samboros has the absolute best Mexican food that you can find. Of course, uh, it's a local partner, and we're very excited to be partnering together with them. I am specifically because I am a huge uh, breakfast burrito guy. So uh, make sure to I'm check literally out the- I'm literally going to some burrows after the show ends, Derek. Yeah, yeah no, been I'm thinking I've been thinking about it basically since we started because oh, I haven't eaten anything today yeah, and I am yeah. starving. <laughs> I had to fill I have to fill everybody in on burritos with the boys uh, burritos with the boys was a n- new event that I had planned with Jesse and Damon, uh, where I was going to bring burritos to the office because we were all <laughs> supposed to be there very early on Thursday. As you know, from earlier, when I was talking about it, uh, the Coyotes crew tried to burn the building down. So we didn't come in on Thursday. <laughs> so since then, Jesse and Damon have both been waiting for some burrows that I promised to bring them. Uh, and burritos with the boys has just permanently been postponed as it stands and I that's mean, the the agreement the terms of the according to the terms of the agreement Derek we were supposed to have burritos delivered to us and there were no stipulations in said agreement about whether the PHNX office was on fire or not didn't read the fine so print. did not I'm read gonna need I'm gonna need you that. to deliver this yeah. to my front door uh, uh, I won't be doing that I won't be doing that, but uh, everybody out there, including Jesse, can check out their newest locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and I-17, and Joe Max. Jesse, I know those aren't near you, but you do have one right right next to you. So uh, let some burrows cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Uh, well, that's all we got now. Like I said, make sure to join us tonight in the Discord. Uh, we'll be there answering questions, hanging out, talking to you guys at 5 o'clock uh, Arizona time. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, the People's Producer, Damon, he is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's Dogs. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. All right. Well, we're still, we're just, there's a delay, I guess. But anyway, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. We just hit 11,000 followers and we thank you guys so much for helping us get there. It's incredible, uh, the growth that we've had over the last year. And it's because of you guys. So thank you guys so much for that. Of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful weekend. Uh, And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you go out and get yourself a big meaty man.